Hey, y'all out there. This is Bo Billingsley, the voice of Jet Black and the Fourth Raikage. You're listening to The Night Nerd. Stay tuned because all kinds of good things will be happening. Welcome to the Night Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Lance. It's Thursday, so we're going to talk a little bit of history. And that history is all about Mario. We March 10th is Mario Day. It used to just be National Mario Day, but now it's Mario Day. We'll get into that later. Today, I wanted to kind of take a look back at Mario's origin and uh, the games that he's been in. Now, we're not going to look at all the games he's been in because I think I saw he's been in 116 games. And I'm just not going to sit here and rail off 116 games. We're just going to kind of hit the high points and things. Uh, on Monday, I talked about a few of my favorites. If you want to go back and check that out. And today, we're going to just go over a lot, a lot more. So, let's go back in time to a wild and crazy place called the early 80s. Shigeru Miyamoto um, is the person who created Mario. And he was developing Donkey Kong. Now, the whole reason he was making Donkey Kong... He wanted to make a Pi Pi game, but couldn't get the, the license to use the characters. And it wasn't until like 1982 that he was able to make it. And then Pi Pi, at that point, kind of seemed like a rip off of Donkey Kong, but it's still actually a really fun game. And he, he's making this game and he wants to make a character that's as iconic as Pi Pi and wants to make something that, you know, is just really going to help put. Nintendo on the map and uh, you know they'd had a game in the 70s called Sheriff but that was that was about it and Namco had Pac-Man that was killing it in the arcades so they wanted to match it and that's where the need for Mario came as Mario was first created when they were doing the programming and designing he wasn't able to jump and it was more about escaping a maze. But then Mimoto thought about it and he was like, you know, if you have a barrel rolling towards you, this is a quote, quote, if you had a barrel rolling towards you, what would you do? End quote. The answer is jump. You're not going to turn and run away. I mean, I'd probably turn and run away. Uh, but in a video game, yeah, you're going to want to try and jump that. So he became Jump Man. And. This was, I mean, he didn't have a name in the Japanese release, but when he came to the States, you know, if you've seen Pocahontas, you know, we like to name everything. And he was Jumpman in the instruction manual. So that's where he first got his name. But in the sales marketing and marketing stuff for Donkey Kong, you know, the stuff that they sent to the arcades, he was called Mario. And Miyamoto wanted to call him Mr. Video. And he was going to be in every game, everything Miyamoto developed was going to have Mr. Video. Well, the, it didn't happen. I mean, you know, it, Mario's came out to be a better name because the the rumor, and this is kind of a, not so much an urban myth, like it's not an R-fake history, it's accepted pretty commonly 
that the landlord of the Nintendo of America's warehouse was a guy named Mario Sigali. And when they were working on this game and doing everything, he came in, he was like, hey, you owe back rent. You owe me money. Pay up. And turned into this big fight and everything. They finally convinced him, like, hey, let us get this game going. Let us get it out there, and you will get paid. And now I don't know if it was, like, part of the bribe or what it was, but... I, they ended up naming Mario after this landlord. Um, obviously, he wasn't a heroic character, so the the landlord that is. So who knows why they they did that? And Miyamoto agreed, like he that Mario was better because he thinks Mister Video would have just gone by the wayside and people wouldn't uh, have gone with it. As far as the actual design of the character, it was out of necessity because Donkey Kong was on a construction site, so Mario was a carpenter. This was, and then in Mario Brothers, he became a plumber because the game was underground, and that kind of stuck with him. And um, to go on stereotypes and stuff, he got a large nose. He lived in New York. He was Italian. And he got his mustache and everything. And there there are some stories out there that he was chosen to be a like a plumber, carpenter, to be a blue collar guy. Like just an ordinary like next door neighbor you can relate to. This is somebody you know. I don't know. I don't know anybody that fights uh Bowser all the time, but who knows? But also because of the graphics and things, the limited that's how his original design, you know, was the red overalls and blue shirt because it helped stand out against the background. And then he got his hat because then they didn't have to animate and design hair, the forehead, eyebrows. You know, when he jumped, they didn't have to make because your hair changes when you jump and stuff. And the nose and mustache, like I said, not only to help make him relatable, but then you don't have to draw a mouth and facial expressions. So it worked out really, really well. Now, over time, we'd get, as graphics improved, you know, we get the white gloves, the brown shoes, the red M, the colors would be reversed where we get the red overall, um, the red shirt and the blue overalls and stuff and the big gold buttons and everything. And so thank you, technology. So the Mario games, Jumpman, like we said, was in Donkey Kong, which came out in 1981, and Donkey Kong was actually his pet ape, and he was mean to it, so the ape kidnapped his girlfriend. I don't know. Kind of strange. After that, in 1982, when we had Donkey Kong Jr., what's interesting is this is the only game where Mario's the bad guy, because like he... Kidnapped Donkey Kong, so Donkey Kong, or he didn't kidnap him, he like imprisoned him because he was mad after the events of the first game. And so you're Donkey Kong Jr. and you have to free your dad. Kind of messed up, but very Planet of the Apes-ish. Uh, then in 1983, you had Mario Bros., which is where you get the pow in the middle and the creatures, the crabs and turtles and things. They're all coming out of the side, uh, pipes towards you. And this is where we also get Luigi 
coming in and making his big debut. Then Super Mario Brothers shows up in 1985, and we talked about it the other day and how amazing and everything it was. Um, 86, you had Mario The Lost Levels, which was Mario 2 in Japan, but Lost Levels here in the States, because in 1988, we had Super Mario Brothers 2 in the States, which was a reskin of a another game. It was kind of strange. Also, later the same year, you had Super Mario Brothers 3 come out um, in Japan. In the, We didn't get it over here until, like, 1990. Yeah, weird way the timing worked out and stuff. But you'd also have Super Mario Land, which is on the Game Boy. And I love, we talked about it the other day with the submarines and things. It was really good. Um, it got a sequel to Golden Coins. Which came out in 92. 93, you had Super Mario All-Stars, which was a neat collection of 1, 2, 3, and the Lost Levels that came out on Super NES. So, kind of, Nintendo, already by their second system, was repackaging old games. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, Super Mario World was also on the SNES in 1990. Its sequel came out in 95. The year after that was Mario 64 which we talked about how that just revolutionized not not just Mario, but just gaming in general. And then 99, you had the Mario Brothers Deluxe, um, which was just a Nintendo rehash type thing. 2000, after 2000, we really saw Mario start popping up everywhere. He Like the Super Mario Brothers Advance, Advance 2. 2002 was Mario Sunshine. Uh, then Advance 3, Advance 4, which the Super Mario Advance games, all they were were the Game Boy Advance versions of older Mario games. That's why they were pumping them out like two or three a year. Uh, they even, in 2004, they had the Super Mario 64. So they were able to port Mario 64, which is kind of cool. Then 2006 saw new Super Mario Brothers, which was... Kind of 2D, but it's also like had some 3D elements to it, and it was it was pretty neat and a lot of fun. Um, Super Mario Galaxy was in 2007. It was on the Wii uh, that again like brought a new literal translation to the worlds because you had different instead of the, the world just being a different land. Like no, you actually had a fire world and a desert world and everything. New Super Mario Brothers Wii. Um, well, is pretty much what it says. It just came out on the Wii and did things. Mario Galaxy 2, which was kind of interesting because, you know, you had Mario 64, and then you had Sunshine and Galaxy, and then you had Galaxy 2, which was an actual sequel. You know, they're all kind of... There's a really weird, loose, chronological order to these games that I... Flat out, we don't have enough time to get into um, how things go. But this was like the first official sequel in a long time. So it was kind of neat to see. Then you had the new Super Mario Bros. 2. Another sequel, New Super Mario Bros. U, which came out on the Wii U. And it added some players and different things. uh, Just rehashed some things. You had New Super Luigi U, which put Luigi in the forefront and took out Mario 
And it had the character, oh, what was his name? He couldn't get hurt. He was like, they made him specifically for like, younger players to play. He, he was limited in what he could do, but he could still run and jump and do all this stuff. And it was, it was pretty cool. Then Super Mario 3D World was a whole lot of fun. It really, to me, was kind of a sequel to Mario 64 because all these other games were the open-ish world, you know, Sunshine Galaxy, stuff like that, where you could, there were 3D and you could walk around. But this one, the way they integrated the power suits and brought in all the other characters, and especially after the rash of the 2D ones with the uh, new Super Mario Brothers and things like that, it was a nice, fresh take. Then we had Mario Maker in 2015, uh, Super Mario Run in 2016. And this was a phone game, it was a mobile game that, for a mobile game, it was all right. You know, there was always DLC kind of ruined it. Um, 2017 was Mario Odyssey on the Switch, which people just love and love and love and love. And then last year, we had the new Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe, which was all the other new Super Mario Brothers combined pretty much for the Switch. And we got Super Mario Maker 2, which just added more and more stuff to it. So... I can see he's been in countless games, just side-scrolling and 3D, just doing everything he can. And that's why people love him, because there's a game. And tomorrow, we're going to talk more about, we're going to get into the other Mario games, your sports games, your typing games, cart games, stuff like that. But for your main Mario games, you see there's a long and storied history, and it's really cool. And his origin with the name and the colors and the mustache and... Jumpman, Mr. Video, I, I don't know. Hopefully you learned something about Mario you didn't know. But let me know what's your favorite Mario game out of the main ones. You can let me know. Comments below here on SoundCloud or on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're out there and everywhere. Love to talk to you. Just look for The Night Nerd. Or you can email me, nightnerd at thenightnerd.com. But otherwise, that's going to do it for us today. Again, thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Who get all the fame If your sink is in trouble You can call us on the double We're faster than the 